episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome to part two of season three, episode three. I think this is what the new generation is actually going to be Mm -hmm. more about, is that Mm -hmm. mindfulness, doing more of what you love, not for financial gain. And I think that's where we will see a massive difference, Mm -hmm. because even if you look at the workplace now, and I know everyone talks about like the Googles and Facebooks, that's becoming a reality in smaller companies. Mm -hmm. That's you don't have to be Google to do that. Mm. It's all about culture. It's all about transparency, visibility mm. within a company. And people want to go in and enjoy what they do. Yeah. It's not mm. really about like financial gain. Yeah, we all need money yeah. to survive. But it's not the number one on the agenda in a lot of places now. Yeah. It's all about career progression and mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah. having an environment that people feel like they can grow and be themselves. Mm. And I think this is what we're going to see continually mm. become more and more Um, impactful moving forward Mm. well you guys have certainly made me feel more positive (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced you've sold me (laughs) there is hope in this world (laughs) believe us you know what to write in your gratitude journal you go home tonight I know what I'm going to be saying in mine exactly exactly yeah no I mean you guys are all very very positive definitely much more positive about the external universe than me you know I'm just internally positive and thankful for what I have but I'm not so you know positive or sold on you know what what is kind of turning around me and you know watching david attenborough programs on a sunday does not help because it's just kind of like okay so this is where the ice cap was and now this is where it is and this happened in 10 years okay don't know what to say about that and you know all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like and i actually zara like i'm a huge believer in mindset meditation and i've actually been more in that spiritual practice now more than ever and like it really underscores the point that like our reality is a perception like the more like you actually have a mindset that like you know there's actually good in the world and like the whole um happiness thing like i used to think like most people that like you're grateful when you're happy yeah but actually it's the reverse yeah and which is why you practice all of us those gratitude journals so Mm -hmm. again like that really underscores like a reality is a perception yeah and the minute you change and believe that you're gonna have something you're going to have a good life it's actually not that doom Mm -hmm. and gloom yeah you'll realize that the world actually is not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just counting on the fact that there's enough good people to, you know, yeah. I don't know, I think make, a, make a big change. Positive yeah. people surround themselves with positive people. Yeah, I mean, um, that's why I've got yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, but it's true, though. Sometimes we have to do that for each other. I think at some point we mm-hmm. all get into a bit of, a, oh, everything is terrible and life mm-hmm. is terrible. But you do need people around you to just remind you that actually it's okay. And you do also, I think, need a bit of a list of nourishing activities to do to just say, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. feeling crappy. What can I do? Oh, I really enjoy ballet. Oh, I haven't written in my gratitude Mm -hmm. journal for a while. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, things like that to just get you, just to Mm -hmm. remind you Mm -hmm. that it's okay. I actually also edit people out of my life. So it's important to surround yourself with positive people. But as I got older, I become unapologetically editing people out of my life. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, you know, as bad as it may sound, but I think you guys will get it. If they don't provide any value in the sense that like, you know, a good friendship is a two-way street. Just like a good romantic relationship. 
And, you know, there are definitely, I've met some friends in my life where they just see everything half empty yes. and yeah. it's always nagging, nagging, nagging. And it takes energy from us. Yeah to 100%. console that person mm -hmm. and if i'm doing all of that for my energy i've depleted all my energy sources and now i yeah. have nothing to look forward to so i think it's okay yeah edit people yeah no i totally agree with that i do that i cut people off you know not not just friends clients you know clients. all kinds of people yeah. i'm just kind of i mean i've done that for many years now, sometimes it's even when, you know, business-wise, it wasn't maybe the wisest decision, but my thought process was, why am I, why do I need to keep talking to this person? You know, mm -hmm. this is not good for me. I don't care about your money. Take your money, take your job, go somewhere else, not interested. So I've totally done that with clients, with work colleagues, you know, just, mm -hmm. yeah. Life's too short. Yeah. Because life can be tough, but it yeah. is how you view it. And if you've got people who are constantly mm -hmm. going to see the negative, and even something that's positive, which drives me crazy because mm. I'm like, it's not that bad. There's people that actually are struggling with mm. serious issues. Yeah. Like, at least try and look at the bright side of things because how you view it in comparison to how it is is actually more important. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And generally, I think we over, you know, what your view of it is always like much worse than it actually mm. is. So you do have to kind of take a step back and, you know, re-look re at it and yeah. kind of be like, okay, how bad is my issue really? Yeah. You know, is it that bad? <laughs> yeah, we tend to over-exaggerate so everything, yeah. right? I yeah. had this amazing coaching session once where um, uh, the coach said, okay, um, think about the biggest issue you have at work right now you know, keep it in mind. And we just kind of drew a little bit of a, what resources do I need to fix this issue? And we took the next 10 minutes in the coaching session to actually do some mindfulness. So we stopped, mm -hmm. did a bunch of mindfulness, a bit of breathing, that sort of thing. And then about 10, 10 or 15 minutes later, looked at the issue again. And all of a sudden, I'll tell you that the truth is, I think I was going to quit my job because of this issue. It was really, mm. really tough. And then actually just 15 minutes of breathing and mindfulness later, I looked at the issue again and thought, I know how to fix that, actually. Mm. And so it really was just a matter of shifting your brain mm. to a place mm. where you can handle this thing or you can cope mm. with this thing or you can yeah. succeed at this thing. It really is how you look at it. So who here meditates? We're all putting our hands up. I try, of. but I'm. Yeah. my brain is busy. <laughs> <laughs> so other than Lisa trying, everyone else does, basically. <laughs> I do, no, I do do it. I just, I'm a work in progress with meditation. Yeah, and that's okay. my honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It is a hard it, thing to hard. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting better. I can yeah. do about three minutes without yeah. not letting... That's yeah. huge, even three in. minutes. Yeah. 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 And it takes practice. I, it I does. was there. But yeah. like just like exercise, you have to commit to it and make it a habit. Yeah. But I actually learned something really fascinating, and I'll be curious to hear from the two who meditate. There actually is a huge difference between mindfulness and meditation. Yes. This was news to me. So I thought they were two the same. Mm -hmm. But mindfulness is just calming your um, brain to be in the present moment. And it helps to alleviate stress and be a little bit more, you know, cooler. But apparently meditation actually works both sides of your brain. And then when you're in deep meditation, both sides of your brain are actually in sync. Mm. And when it's in sync, it actually enables your brain to work more creatively. And that's when these you know, incredibly successful people who meditate very regularly say they had that realization, that visualization that like, I was supposed to do this project or whatever, because our right side brain are always trying to tell our left side, or I may have gotten a reverse, like, mm -hmm. don't do that, don't do that. 
but it's that I think the right side is the more creative brain, right? Yeah. So when you're in deep meditation and working in synchronicity, it yeah. actually tells you that, like you've got something to do or whatnot. So that's where I'm actually hoping mm. to try to get into that practice. But I, I had no idea. It was fascinating. Yeah, did you yeah. Guys know that? Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of because I went through this whole thing, like going through lots of different types of meditation, yeah. doing mindfulness. I did some cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, wow. Like I did loads of stuff. I took some counseling sessions because I was, uh, you know, I went through peaks and troughs as everyone does but as someone who has had a extremely busy career for most of my adult life and actually my not so adult life <laughs> I um I got to a stage where at one point I kind of hit a bit of a brick wall you know mm. you just you're just like kind of like okay what the hell am I doing you know what what is going on here where the hell is my life going you know wh- what am I actually doing I don't know I'm just breezing through but I have no concept of time you know I'm not sure I'm giving enough time to my friends to myself to my family like what is happening so I kind of got to a stage where I felt like the world was like happening and I was just like on a train you know traveling through it but without actually participating fully in it just kind of going like a horse with blinkers Mm -hmm. and I thought okay I need a bit of help to just slow down and understand you know, myself and what I want to do and where I want to be and am I happy even or am I depressed? I don't even know. Like, what is a depressed person look like? Like, is this it? I'm like totally not sure what is happening. I went through, you know, all these different things and tried them all because I was kind of like, okay, I need to heal myself somehow. So I'm going to just do all of it and then see what works. Um, And I went into meditation as well as mindfulness, actually slightly negative in the sense that in my head I was kind of like, oh, I don't I don't understand this thing. So I'm not sure it's going to work for me. I wasn't like a full on. This is my thing. You know, I went into it very much like unsure, but I thought, okay, I'm going to have a go. And what I found is after trying lots of different types, because there are lots of different types of meditation, I found that weirdly mindful meditation, which is like a combination of the two, is the one that I find the best Mm -hmm. because you have to kind of practice both of those things at the same time. And I find that the mindfulness at the start is what focuses me enough to go into a deep meditation because otherwise I can't I can't go in there's too many things flying around Mm -hmm. I've always been one of those people that like have 15 things on my mind at the same time and you know I can't think straight half the time Mm so I almost need the mindfulness to you know go into like a proper meditation so um and that was the best for me but I did try you know quite a lot of different types and that one I found Mm -hmm. you know just the easiest for me it helped me the most and that's the one that I practice but I started like you like I think the the first time I ever meditated was like a minute I think I even struggled Mm -hmm. with a minute you know when you're like is it a minute yeah (laughs) so it it may have only been 30 seconds (laughs) because I was like looking at the yeah where is there you know is an alarm gonna go Mm -hmm. off like what's happening and, three minutes uh, doesn't seem like an eternity if yeah. you're not used to it. Yeah. yeah. No, I've gotten it to about three. At night time, I find I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. The morning. I mean, I do. For me, up. morning is the best, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah. Morning yeah. is yeah. I don't the best like doing it at it. night yeah. because I'm too tired. And actually, especially mindful meditation yeah. requires you to be there. Yeah. So you can't, like, just be like, you know, you can't just pass out, if you're that full, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 You have to actually, like, concentrate on. 
being yeah. here right now. So yeah. it requires yeah. effort, and I find at night I don't have enough energy. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm too, too tired. Well, it's funny with I think I find the same in terms of the morning, but actually with so I'm practicing a lot more mindfulness now, and mindfulness is so good if you've got anxiety because mm. it really tries to kind of send to you in a moment, in a place. And one thing I found really, really useful is um, not just doing the mindfulness in the morning, but doing things like, can I have a mindful lunch? Can I actually think about what does this taste like? What does it feel mm. like? And, and yeah. when you ask yourself questions like that, you're not thinking about anything else because you're thinking about, like, this is really crunchy chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being a present yeah. moment. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like you can do lots of things mindfully, and yeah. that's how I actually, because I couldn't do yeah. 10 minutes to start off with. It just really was very hard. I'd have yeah. I'd be thinking about so many things, and suddenly, it'd be, oh, it's the end of the 10 minutes. So what, did, what happened then? Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about other things. But actually yeah. oh, practicing yeah. it by doing other things is quite... I found that quite yeah. helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think we all agree it's hard, but, you know, yeah. if anyone hasn't done it and they're listening to this and thinking, you know, this is something maybe I should try, you just have to stick with it, basically. Yeah. And now proven. there are, yes, scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say, there's a book called um, Miracle Morning. You guys mm-hmm. know this. Some of the... I wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> the most powerfully successful business people or politicians... Uh, um, powerful people, <laughs> successful people. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, part of their morning routine, it's again morning, is is meditation because mm. not only if you do it at night, maybe you'll get too restless to fall asleep, but it helps to clear your mind to get focused on exactly how you want to take charge in that day. For people who haven't tried, or Lisa, if you want to give it a more go, um, there are apps now. Yeah. There are Which makes life a bit easier, makes actually. a little bit yeah. easier. And, I, I yeah. use them. Okay. Uh, I've got two. Yeah. Um, Would you recommend one or both? Um, I use Mindspace. Yeah. Um, I find that the better one, but I do find myself, if I'm not in the right frame of mind, and if anyone was actually inside my brain, they'd probably laugh because, you know, they're trying to tell you to do things. And they're like, don't be thinking. And I'm like 101 things yeah. going yeah. around my head. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not doing it. And then I feel like I'm bold because I've yeah. not yeah. done what they've told mm-hmm. me to do. Yeah. I started off using Headspace, but I, I now use an app called Calm. I like that one. It also I helps me sleep. Popular one. Yeah. 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 Oh, the other thing I was going to say too, this really helped because I struggled with meditation as well too, because I think most of us have this assumption of like expecting your head to be totally clear and having that expectation and attachment Mm. actually makes you struggle through it. And there was Mm -hmm. a Buddhist monk who actually said, because he actually, I think was British Mm. and now lives somewhere in Southeast Asia as a transformed monk. But he finally got into it and realized the transformative uh, power of meditation was just being still, even with all Mm. these crazy thoughts in your head, it's okay. Just be still with it. Be present with those mm-hmm. feelings. And then when you get into that like, practice, sometimes you'll have a clear head. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll like visualize mm-hmm. like what you're supposed to do next. And mm-hmm. so that for me was very uh, kind of of an aha mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. when I was um, studying and still studying yeah. meditation. Yeah, I mean, when I first started, I used Calm. I thought that that was a really good app. And you could pick, I think, different time, like whether it was five minutes, 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. So I found that that helped, even though initially, like I said, I didn't even, I don't think I even made it a minute on the five minute one. I was just like, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Why is it still going? (laughs) When's it going to be finished? But I actually went to, well, I still go to a 
Buddhist monastery here in London. Okay, um, I, I want to go with you. Yeah, I'll take you. Yeah, I'll take you. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I refer to myself as a budlim. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm totally down with Buddhist philosophy. I think that it's an amazing philosophy. If you look at a lot of religions core philosophy, they're pretty much all the same. You know, I I actually went to a lot of classes there about Buddhist philosophy and the history of Buddhism and stuff like that. So I'm quite intrigued by the whole thing. I don't really practice it as a religion, but I th- I agree with the life philosophy, so I practice it in that way. That's exactly why I mm. identify more myself more as a Buddhist, mm. even though my parents are both uh, my mom and all my grandparents they were hardcore buddhists zen yeah. buddhists as a religion mm. but to me i think of it as a lifestyle yeah and a way of yeah. living and the philosophy which i yeah. res- resonates yeah. with me and i love how the temple feels you know it's like mm-hmm. so serene and mm-hmm. the people are like very serene and there's always some monks around that you can actually talk to they're extremely friendly mm-hmm. so you can ask them as many questions about whatever you want they will pretty much talk to you and um it's all very welcoming and generally i also found that it helped doing it in a class like full of other people mm-hmm. rather than trying to do it at home on my own when i was first doing it i was kind of like okay if i'm in a class then i'm here you know i have to kind of you know mm. be here and i have to listen and i have to understand rather than in my bedroom like okay is the minute done now i need to go i got to brush my teeth i've got shit to do you know like, like this kind of mindset so that helped me and the serene environment it's like set for you to actually you know they everything around you is set for you to be able to meditate well That's a good point. you know the, the stuff that you're sitting on you know the incense mm. the lighting that's what it's there for so it's all put together Mm -hmm. to make it as easy as it could possibly be for you and then having a monk guide you through it and teach you how to do it and you know go through all the process and the teachings and understand what you're doing and you know why you're doing it basically I found help so I just went to a monastery did a bunch of classes then I got more intrigued by some stuff did some other classes I did like walking meditation I did all of it yeah so so when you walk you can meditate whilst you're walking you know so I don't I can't do the walking meditation so well but I actually sometimes meditate on the underground which I think some people think are a bit weird with your eyes closed with my eyes open so um uh, they teach you so really my, a part of mindfulness yeah. mindful meditation is to actually be able to meditate with your eyes open so the whole point is that you are here but you are not here so you don't necessarily acknowledge like fully but you are present so therefore you don't need to close your eyes to give yourself that because it's a sense that when you close your eyes you're getting rid of a sense yeah, right yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit actually maybe easier so this is a little bit harder to do it with your eyes open but i did you know like i said the walking meditation the eyes open the all kinds of different yeah. types of things yeah. there's like i think about 20 different classes i took all of them so like, i'm doing this one, I'm doing that one. <laughs> and i just i found that environment really great and that's how i learned so i don't go as often now because i don't need to so i don't really go to that many classes unless there's something really specific that's mm-hmm. interesting but i sometimes go to the group meditation so they have like on yeah. sundays just a group meditate like it's not a class it's just open and the monks are meditating and you can go in and stay for as long as you want meditate amongst them and then leave I sometimes do that um so I go I go more for that like maybe once a month or once every couple of months 
Um, and then they have, because it's a Tibetan uh, monastery, mm-hmm. so they have a lot of monks from Tibet coming to visit to talk about stuff. So I sometimes go to the talks, which I think are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because generally, they're not really talking about Buddhism. They're actually talking about the current time and how people are in terms of we're all busy and depressed and running somewhere (laughs) and trying to do something and fighting for things and trying to accumulate stuff and you know all this sort of stuff I mean I'm not a monk so I can't put it in the same way but they you know try to help you acknowledge that perhaps you don't need as many things or how to be grateful and Mm -hmm. thankful for your situation and are certain things really that important and how about looking at someone in the eye and smiling at them in the tube so you know Mm. one of these monks he said that one of his experiences was that you know he arrived at whatever waterloo train station Mm -hmm. or something and had to get the tube to go to the where the monastery is and he said he was really amazed that nobody like actually looked at him and he was like actively looking at people to just Um. like to get acknowledgement to smile and he was like because I'm a monk so my job is to make everybody's day happy so I just wanted to smile and like spread some some of whatever inner peace I have but no one actually looked at me (laughs) so he was like no one would look at me exactly so you know just listening to some of these talks i find like kind of helped me because i was just you know it makes you yeah. stop and think like oh yeah maybe tomorrow i'm gonna try this and you know I've maybe you should yeah. smile more I, I, you know? I, I literally will actually go do that some mornings i will decide i'm going to smile at people and the yeah. majority will smile back mm-hmm. yeah the odd person just looks scared yeah yeah but, scared is yeah. The right one. yeah yeah but most so, people and you feel better when you do it yeah of course, yeah. 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 Of course. i love when people smile at me when i'm walking down the road so <laughs> i smile whilst meditating actually because i was told that you know my teacher had said you know you can smile and if you smile you naturally release certain endorphins and yeah. it's like a natural yeah. way to make yourself happy mm-hmm. so why don't you just meditate smiling and I was like I don't know actually why don't I do that yeah. <laughs> I think I might try that so I generally feel a lot better if I smile whilst yeah. I meditate but it does freak people out especially in the office because I <laughs> oh, medita- you meditate here in the office yeah so I because oh. I come in super early and then I just basically I have a little candle on my desk Mm-hmm. So I turn I, the computer's off, the phone yeah. gets put in the drawer, and mm-hmm. then I just just focus on a point and I just meditate. Yeah. And um, and sometimes like I'm not finished by the time people come in and they just walk past and my eyes are open because I meditate oh. with my eyes open. So they are like, "Good morning," blah blah blah, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> used to be like oh she's meditating (laughs) it's fine don't talk to her she can't hear you right now (laughs) she's not here right now and then some of the guys are like what do you mean she's meditating and then after they got used to it now what they do is they try and come in and distract me I bet so purposefully they're like I'm gonna pull my pants down now are you ready for this (laughs) let's see if she's really meditating and I'm like then try doing that on the train it's even more hilarious you know try to open eye smiling meditation (laughs) you know mindful meditation on the underground that's a funny look it is like the funniest (laughs) thing ever because you literally do have to to focus 
pretty much stare at like a, stare, stare yeah. at a point because it's the only way you can cut you can try to train yourself to cut yeah. out movement otherwise oh, you just follow people hang on right? so if you're sitting on a train doing this are you staring at the person in front yeah, of you yeah i tend to not stare at a person you know i tend to stare at a, a point you know like above someone's head yeah, or some, at something. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just mm. a focus point. But it tends to not be a human being. Because otherwise, obviously, I you know that they'll be like... What the hell? I think you'd get arrested so, or something. I yeah. but, I think, but I think it's even worse when you're staring at a point. So, Zora, you're in front of me. So, if we were on the train right now, this is what I'd be doing. <laughs> like people are going to start writing in saying they've yeah. seen you on the show. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, know if that's she's... better than just looking at you and going like this. At least if I look at you and smile, you'd be like, oh, she's smiling at me. When I'm looking at the wall or something behind you and smiling, you're probably like... No, you know what? I think do the point. Because actually when you're looking at me and doing it, I sort of feel for the first few seconds, I'm like, oh, that's lovely. She's smiling at me. I'll smile back. And yeah. then for the next few seconds, I think, why is she so smiling? <laughs> exactly. And then about a minute in, I think I'd be like, oh, God, I'm feeling really Creepy. self-conscious. What's yes. happening? <laughs> like, is this me? When do I stop smiling? I'd be really stressed. <laughs> is there something on my face? Yeah. Like, what are they looking? Did I not blow my nose properly? <laughs> okay, so we're going to take an outing to the temple then. You guys yes, are going to come. I'm All in, right. please. I'm game. Okay, cool, cool. So I'll have a look in the calendar and see if they have something specific. Yeah. If not, we'll just go and like attend a normal, like whatever, a free meditation free, session yeah. for as long as you can hack it. And then uh, and they have a really nice vegan uh, cafe, yeah. so oh, we can have some nice, nice like vegan... You know, they do lentil curries and soups and things like that. So, you can so we can even do the minute and then eat the food. Yeah. Eat the food. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And so. I was just thinking, mm. we should invite a monk as a guest. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah. People do live there. Like, yeah. there are monks who live there. Um, and there are some female monks. They call nuns. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a lot of nuns as well. And one of them, especially, I think she is Norwegian originally mm-hmm. or somewhere from one of the Scandinavian countries. And her story is that she was in Tibet and she ended up in the in this monastery and then she just basically never left. And she's done like a 15-year vow of silence and all kinds of like you know, really extreme things. So she's like a proper, proper monk. And then she came to England, I guess. I don't know exactly what led her to be here. And then she set up this branch of this monastery that's attached to an actual monastery in Tibet. So she's like the head nun or I don't know, you know, I don't know what the exact title Mm -hmm. would be, but she's in charge, basically. So it's a woman. So it's, you know, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, so, and she's really amazing. She teaches some of the lessons, so I've mm. obviously been to some of the lessons, and, you know, she's she's very cool. Let's see if we can find amazing. one of her lessons. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I'll, I'll, well, we'll check and see what's on, and then if there's anything of interest, we'll go then. If not, we'll just turn up and just hang out for a yeah. bit. <laughs> if you want to meditate, you can meditate. If not, there's a library, so there's lots of cool books, and, you know, there's, like... All kinds of like beads and random things that you can buy if you're into that sort of thing. And, you know, nice little meditation Buddhist yeah. music in the background. I do like the shift of, you know, um, the energy and outlook from how we started. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the episode to being mindful and meditation mm. practice and peacefulness and being hopeful in the world. So 
Yeah. Good on that note. I guess with um, what um, what Eve was saying about um, the conditions in the monastery, actually, I guess life in general is about creating those conditions under which you thrive, which mm-hmm. involve all of these things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully said, and I think summarized, yeah, yes. <laughs> the episode beautifully. <laughs> so, Zora, any other books or anything that you want to name drop out there? You know, any suggestions? Well, that was, uh, I think The Miracle Morning was the one book I was going to recommend, Calm and Headspace for uh, Mindfulness and Meditation. Um, you can also go down a YouTube rabbit hole when it comes oh, to that, yes. which is great. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I guess I was going to say is just remembering that idea that, what's the, I'm going to paraphrase this terribly now, but it's something like only on the darkest nights can you see the stars shine the brightest. Mm. Mm. However bad things get, I guess there's some sort of hope somewhere. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Great closing remarks. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add? I love to recommend a book and a YouTube channel that has been... I basically canceled Netflix because I realized, you know what, I'm wasting my time watching mindless content Mm. when I have become more fascinated with spirituality and um, it's better content Mm. to consume. So it's actually called Mind Valley. You guys know this. So mm-hmm. I actually now have also a crush on the founder because not only is he very handsome, but his brain and, and his outlook is very unconventional. But basically, um, he started Mind Valley, which is a company on changing people's mindset through positivity and thinking, but like working on your human body. And he brings people from all sorts of backgrounds that are specialty in whether it's meditation or um, coaching, etc. Um, so I would highly recommend Mind Valley. And then the book that I'm reading, it's similar to Miracle Morning, but it's called High Performing Habits by an American author called uh, Brendan Bruchard. And I actually went to like five different bookstores here. You cannot get it in the UK. You have to order it on Amazon. But the premise of this fascinating book, after 20 years of his research, is the fact that um, all the top successful people, whether it's like elite athletes or business people, they weren't all born successful. The common denominator is that there are actually high-performing habits that they institute every day and throughout their life, including morning routines, and most of them meditate. And so his point is, anyone who adopts these habits into their life can be extraordinary human beings that actually gets them out of your mediocrity in in life or what you're doing if you want to up level, Mm. whether it's your romance, your business, entrepreneurship, Mm. and um, great, great, great book. Well, I've gone back to read The Secret. Oh, yes, recently. yes. And I haven't read it in years. And actually, mm. it was just, I don't know, kind of, I dug it out mm. from somewhere. It just entered my head about a week ago mm. that I needed, I don't know, I felt like I needed a refresh. Yeah. And I'm about halfway through and it's really like helped me kind of reshuffle my mindset again. And then there was like a documentary, but I hope I get her name right, Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a documentary. I know you said you've just deleted Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but she has... There's some good content. Yeah, yeah. she is. Um, on Vulnerability, which I think is her yes. probably most famous one. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that, mm. I cannot recommend more highly... It touched so many chords with me, um, but to hear her say it and the way she speaks about it, I just think she's 
so down to earth and so eloquent in how she delivers mm. that message. It's probably one of the most amazing things I think I've ever yeah. seen. And I'm actually obsessed with her now, so I keep stalking her on YouTube and everywhere. <laughs> That's so funny. I just discovered Brené Brown through one of Mind Valley's video and watched oh, that wow. TED Talk. Yeah. She's so her. good. I didn't watch the documentary though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. Mm. She's really good. I don't know if it's a documentary, it's like a show on her. Mhm. Um, I've seen it twice me and my housemate have watched it like twice in the last I'd say three weeks alone. Just because I think there's so much content in it that the first time I felt like I was overwhelmed. Yeah. So I watched it again. Actually, interestingly, when I said it to my housemate, I was like, I don't think I'm weird. I'm actually watching this. And she was like, can I watch it again? I thought the exact same thing. So highly recommend. Yeah. Wow, cool. Well, if anyone's interested in going to the temple and they're in London, <laughs> so uh, it's in it's in Bermondsey, actually. And if you literally Google, because if I say the name, it's like too difficult to spell. So if you just Google temple in Bermondsey, it comes up on the top of the list. And you can go and take lots of different classes or if you want guided meditation or, you know, mindfulness or any of these things. And it's all free. You are just expected to make a donation of whatever you have. But it's like an anonymous donation. There's a box at the front entrance and, you know, whatever. If you have some money and you want to put it in there, great. If not, then they're just there to sort of just teach, basically. So um, some of the classes you do have to uh, kind of book online. You have to put your details down because they have limited space. And now there's like millions of people trying to get in there because it's free as well so um you do have to put your details down but that's kind of about it really so i highly recommend that if you want to do that i think the books that you guys have suggested are all great i i obviously read the secret was like one of my first things that i read it's a really good one if you've like if it's this is like your first time you know exploring this and calm is a really good app and uh, Deepak Chopra, uh, his website actually, mm. if you sign up to his website, uh, they do free sessions every couple of months and he releases like every day uh, as a part of this uh, Deepak and Oprah meditation sort of mm. classes that they've got. So they release like a month's worth of meditation every single day. It's free mm. um, and it's every few months they do a different one that focuses on something different to help you like look into that particular area of your life that's a really good one that's free and obviously his book the original one from like 700 years ago the seven uh, habits best habits of successful people is like obviously a, one of those things that are like a bible now i guess yes. for a lot of people so definitely and he talks about habits and you know all that kind of stuff like what you can do regularly and how you can train yourself I guess to be more successful and more focused on what you're doing so those are my recommendations I have one more yes yeah of course I just remembered a Viktor Frankl um man's search for meaning he was a holocaust survivor so he was in the concentration camps um back in the 40s Um, And he wrote about how he kept himself optimistic and hopeful during the worst circumstances you can imagine. Um, And he was a psychiatrist and he actually then published a book about it. So that's a great book to read too. It's a very short book too. Yeah. And I think I definitely recommend keeping a thankfulness journal. Yes. 
it's it doesn't have to be long war and peace like you can literally just write like 10 things that you're thankful for each day and that's it you don't have to like take it further than that if you don't want to to start with but it's a really good like thing to do and focuses you on all the positive stuff so that's kind of it so thank you ladies for being here today and thank you to our listeners for listening if you want any more information about any of the recommendations we've given we can publish these actually on poopologypodcast.com and then you can get access to all this wonderful books and things to read and places to go thank you for listening I've actually had three car accidents over the years Um, and none were my fault Mm. Uh, well so you say (laughs) (laughs) I mean that could be a common denominator (laughs) (laughs) 